Hey, I'm Bruce Weinstein, and this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and together, Bruce and I have, well, been married 27 years, but also published 36 cookbooks, not counting the ones for celebrities that we ghost wrote, which we can't really talk about, <coughs> Dr. Phil, <laughs> because of confidentiality. <coughs> Stonewall Kitchen. <laughs> Yes, exactly, or Dr. Mike Moreno, which I think all those books are out of print. So I am assuming the confidentiality agreements don't work anymore. Oh, those expire eventually anyway. Uh, Don't they? I don't know. (laughs) We'd have to talk to our literary agent. Anyway, we've written a lot of our own books, plus books for other people, fixed a lot of books. Oh, my gosh, those are stories. We should tell you those stories about fixing cookbooks sometime. That's an amazing job to have. We don't really do it anymore because it's so tearing on the nerves. I mean, I don't mean wearing. I mean tearing, like your nerves are ripped to shreds by the end of it. Anyway, this is our food and cooking podcast, which we do every week. We have got a one-minute cooking tip, as we always do. In this episode, we're going to be in the kitchen. I have developed a coconut curry that I absolutely love. I've kind of based this off some other recipes and turned it into my own, and we're going to watch us do this, listen to us do this in the kitchen, and then we'll tell you what's making us happy in food this week. So let's get started. Our one-minute cooking tip is about a secret ingredient, Worcestershire sauce. I know that's not such a big secret, but it is if you use it. It is in the U.S. It's not in the U.K. It adds a touch of salt, sweet, and umami to everything from salad dressings to dipping sauces. Put a few dashes into your next stew or braise. Use it in Anything you make with tomatoes, with chilies, put it in any soup. It'll be so good. Yeah, I, I, we, we go to this Costco uh, by us, and this Costco has a large Asian and Korean population that are in the store. And we were in there the other day, and they were, they were selling wrapped all up, you know, shrink wrapped together, four giant bottles of Worcestershire sauce. And I don't mean the kind you buy in the supermarket. I mean, these are giant bottles. And I thought, <laughs> oh, this is catering right to that Asian audience who's using Worcestershire sauce as a dumpling dip. Mm-hmm. And so all that good. kind of stuff. If you don't know, you can make your own. Ha! You can go out to YouTube to guess what our channel's called, Cooking with Bruce and Mark. Um, you can watch me make homemade Worcestershire sauce. I make this all the time for Bruce. Um, I've made it so much for friends and given it as gifts. In fact, that recipe has gotten a long life play online with people making it all over the world. I worked really hard on that recipe for Worcestershire sauce and check it out on Cooking with Bruce and Mark. It's it's a great marinade just for a steak slathered on the grill. Mm. Okay, before we get to the kitchen and go in there and make this crazy curry that I have come up with, I want to say that perhaps you should consider subscribing to this podcast and even better rating or liking it or even best of all, writing a review. That is the way to help our podcast since we are ad-free and unsupported. That is the way that, in fact, you can support what we do here every week, which is blather on and about food. And in this case, make a recipe from scratch, a recipe that we both have come to love. So let's get in the kitchen and get working. Mark made this dish for me a few weeks ago, and I just so fell in love with it that we had a friend who was going through a medical procedure, and I even a said really to Mark, bad medical procedure. and yeah, I was having brain surgery, and oh. I said to Mark, 
make this again tomorrow morning and we will bring it over to them before he goes to the hospital so they will have food in the freezer when they come home. And he did. And it was delicious. And it's so easy because we're standing in the kitchen in front of our turbo blender, in yep. front of our Vitamix. Yep. Yep. And basically, yep. this is going to take the Vitamix, it's going to take a cutting board and knife, and it's going to take a pan. And it, that's it. It's really an easy recipe. So what we're going to start is that we're going to make the sauce in the Vitamix. Now, let me also say, you can use other blenders, but there's a problem here. A turbo blender, like a Blendtec or a Vitamix, works best because of something that's going to go in side of it, uh, that is a carrot, which is hard mm-hmm. to grind up. And you're going to try to grind this up into a smooth sauce. You can use a Nutribullet, but you're going to have to cut the carrot down into smaller pieces to get it to fit into that smaller Nutribullet. And don't forget about leakage with this amount of material. My other suggestion, if you're using a standard blender that doesn't have the power of those others, is to grate the carrot with you a can. box grater. That'll okay. help it. It still won't get pureed, but it'll get way, way, way down to tiny pieces. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put an entire bunch of stemmed cilantro. And I just bought this cilantro at the supermarket. It's the standard stuff. I just bought a bunch of it. And it's, you know, the kind you get wrapped together. And what I've done is I've chopped off the woody-ish stems toward the bottom. And then, let me say there's an extra step here. I filled a big bowl with water and I put the cilantro, the, the trimmed cilantro in it. And the I've agitated it a few times. And the dirt on the cilantro, the cilantro is very sandy, has sunk to the bottom of the bowl. So now if I just re in here and grab up all this cilantro floating around this bowl, you can throw it into the blender. Don't worry about drying it. Water attached is fine. All of that. Just get as much of it out of the bowl as you can. I'm going to get every last. And we can see the sand in the bottom of the bowl. And trust me, if you have ever used cilantro without washing it, you've probably put so much grit in your guest's mouth. It's gross. Okay, so what else do we put in here? So I am opening a can, a 400-gram can of full-fat coconut milk. Don't skimp. Don't use light coconut milk. If all you could find is coconut cream, you could do that and then thin it out a little bit so it's like the texture of buttermilk. So for our U.S. audience, we're talking like a 14, 15-ounce can, right? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's about right. Listen, you can can go over or under on this coconut milk. I'm going to kill it. It's very flexible. Full fat is what's in there. Okay, after Bruce gets that in there, I'm going to add three tablespoons of soy sauce. This is one of the two primary salt vehicles for the dish. You can use reduced sodium soy sauce if you want to. Don't worry about it. You do not have to use a high-end brand. And then I'm going to also plop in here two to three peeled garlic cloves. How garlicky do you want? I'm putting two in because I don't like it terribly garlicky. Mm-hmm. But you put in what you want, two to three. You can even go up to four. It won't matter, but it'll just get really garlicky. Okay, and what else? Because we're using our turbo blender, I'm putting a carrot in just by breaking it in half. I'm putting the two pieces in. Now, let me say, if you don't know this, you don't have to peel your carrot. Carrots get a little bit of a skin on them as they kind of sit in storage. If it the skin is really rough, then take it off. Or I mean, dirty. Yeah, you know, or dirty. I washed this carrot, and I didn't peel it. But it didn't have very much uh, in the way of skin on it. So I just washed it, cut off the top, cut off the little bitty bottom bit, and it's gone right in there. And now here come the juice of two limes. And limes, uh, there's a trick to buying limes. Why don't you talk about that? When you pick up a lime and you know you're going to want it for juice, it shouldn't be hard as a rock. It should give a little. The skin should feel a little thin and you should be able to press it. That way you know you will get a juicy lime. If 
there's a technical term in bartending for a lime that you open that you can, can't get any juice out of, like trying to get I'm blood laughing. out of a turnip, and it's called a dusty lime. Okay, when I and that was my that was I my AOL. Bruce, that was his AOL handle. Dusty Before Lime. we even met in person, we met in an AOL chat room, and it was Dusty Lime. And I honestly thought that was a porn name, <laughs> Dusty Lime. So okay, and it was a bartending term, it was but a bartending I, I thought term. it was a porn name. Okay, so no wonder I went for you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the juice of two limes, and then I want you to put about a tablespoon. Um, you know, this is again by taste, but about a tablespoon of white miso paste. That's just the plain standard. Miso paste. You don't have to go crazy here. Don't use red. You you want the white stuff. It's usually labeled mild white miso, yeah. and that's exactly what you want. And then we have a small piece, like a one-inch piece of fresh ginger. Yeah, about a thumb size. Like the end of your thumb, you know, it's your thumb to your knuckle. Which in that. my hand is an inch, and I am actually, I peeled this only because this ginger wasn't the freshest, and I didn't want that dried yeah, out skin I would, in there. I would peel it. I mean, if you go to an Asian market and get ginger, sometimes the skin is, it's like carrots. And yeah. They develop a skin over time as they sit. Um, sometimes the skin is so thin, it just you almost just use it. comes off with your fingernail. Yep. But yes, I did. And the same thing here, about the same size piece of fresh turmeric. And this I also have peeled because it had sat in the health food store counter for a while. So about a thumb size piece of fresh turmeric. If you've never used fresh turmeric, it is bright orange, just like the color of dry powder turmeric. It's really kind of cool. Yeah. And it might stain your fingers when you peel it. So if you have, you know, surgical gloves, you could put them on, but you don't need to. So what you're also going to want to put in here is a stemmed fresh hot green chili. I am using a Thai long, one of those bird's eye long, thin chilies. They're going to be super hot. You can use a jalapeno. You can use a serrano for less heat. And we're keeping the seeds in it. Yeah, we're doing everything. If you don't like the heat, you can take, you can, you know, um, what am I saying? Divide it in half and uh, pull out the seeds. Remember to wash your hands afterwards with soapy water to get the hot stuff off, preferably first rinsing your hands with a little oil because the hot stuff is dissolvable in oil, not water, and then washing them. But we're not doing that. I just cut the stem off and we're putting the whole chili in. And then a little ground coriander. I'd say maybe a teaspoon, teaspoon and a half, and less ground allspice. About a half a teaspoon of that. Yeah, about a half a teaspoon of ground allspice. And that's it. Now we're going to put the top on the blender. We're making the sauce, remember? Yep, this is it. This is what's going to go in the pan as our curry sauce. So now we're putting the top on the blender with all that cilantro and carrots and all, and here we go. I actually edited out some of that blending because it did take about 30 seconds, and there's no reason you needed to listen <laughs> to 30 seconds of the blender. After, after we banged on so long about the ingredients. So, uh, so now this is so smooth, it's ridiculous. It will take you much less time for uh, the sauce at home than it will to listen to us make it, So because we've just really <laughs> blathered. Like you already have, you'd already had dinner and gone to bed. I know. So now what you want to do is you want to take a large high-sided skillet or saute pan and you want to pour this into it scrape out the whole blender get everything into the pan and now put it over medium heat now here's a little bit of a problem because there are so many solids in here like the carrot solids and the cilantro solids i know they look pureed and they look smooth but they really are still in there you're going to need to stir this not almost. all the time but yeah almost all the time in a recipe we would say stirring often yes or very often. often oh that's stirring quite often yeah 
Yeah. Okay. So what I want to do is I'm going to bring this up to a simmer, mm-hmm. and I get this to a simmer, and it doesn't take very long nope. because it's it's really thick and fatty, which also helps it come to a simmer quickly. And now what I'm going to add to it as it comes to a simmer is I've got a pound of diced firm tofu on this cutting board. I have got a large red bell pepper that I have cord seeded and chopped. Can you buy pre-chopped bell pepper? Of course. And I got about a cup, a cup and a half, somewhere in there, of um, small broccoli florets. I bought pre-chopped broccoli florets. Yes, I'm that lazy. I bought that. So once this sauce is simmering, you want to scrape all of that into the pan and then just keep stirring it, mixing all that in. You want to simmer this about five minutes. Now, let me tell you something about this. If you don't want a vegan dinner, you can take this tofu out and substitute one pound of boneless, skinless chicken breasts that have been diced. So chop them into, you know, half, three-quarter inch pieces. And you can put that in there as well if you don't want a vegan dinner. Uh, Either way, the point here is just to either cook the chicken through or heat up the tofu in the sauce. This doesn't take very long at all. And at the end of this, we are done. We are actually, the dish is now complete after it simmered for about five minutes and we've stirred it a bit. We serve this with a big heaping spoonful of brown rice on the side. What else could we serve this with? You can actually ladle this over cooked rice noodles, which I think would be another delicious thing. But the brown rice is really good. And I just want to add that if you change the tofu out for chicken, you'll have to go a little bit more than five minutes. Part of that is because the chicken gives off liquid and the tofu doesn't. Yeah, so that's you want to you want to thicken, make sure it doesn't get too you watery. Know, you, well, you're not gonna you're not gonna get a cornstarch thickened or a flour thickened sauce here. No. It's just gonna vaguely thicken. Yeah, it's so um, rich though. It's you want to and you want to serve this thing in bowls because it's kind of soupy curry, mm-hmm. um, and the cilantro is really fresh and it's really great. Um, actually made an edit here and we've stepped away from the <laughs> stove and we let it cool down for a second and we're going to taste it and we don't actually have any brown rice here with us today. I'm just digging my spoon We're just doing it. it in the kitchen in the pot but um, mm. It's so rich. It's really good. It's good. It's, you can make this for dinner. You can make this for dinner for me anytime. It's so rich and decadent. If you want to see us make this recipe, you can check out our TikTok channel or Instagram Reels. Sorry, I'm still eating. Mm-hmm. Um, guess what it's called? Cooking with Bruce and Mark. Or Instagram Reels <laughs> under either our names. We have a video of my making this dish, not out of this podcast, but in a separate way, just making it on air and serving it to Bruce. You can see that video there. Check it out. I really encourage you to make this dish because it's so easy. Can you make this coconut, milk, t- uh, carrot, cilantro sauce early in the day? You can. The problem is if you stick it in the fridge, it's going to chill down and even thicken up a bit. You may have to thin it out a little bit, and it's certainly going to take longer to come to a simmer mm-hmm. than my room temperature stuff did. Yeah, but whatever it takes, it's worth it because this is one one of the most comforting, satisfying, delicious, it's and sour, simplest dinners. It's hot. You're gonna, you might want to serve it. Yeah, you might want to actually serve it with another squeeze of fresh lime wedges. You can. You could even put a little sriracha on the you top can. if you want it hotter. You can. You can put chili, um, red chili oil, yep. you know, Chinese red chili yep. oil. If you want to go nuts, you can put a little chili crisp on it. 
any of those things will make it better. You can dollop a little bit. Here we go back to Worcestershire sauce. You can dollop <laughs> sure. a little bit of Worcestershire sauce on it. Remember that Worcestershire is salty, and you've put soy sauce and miso in this, yep. which are salty. Anyway, all of that makes this incredibly savory, delicious, easy curry that doesn't use curry powder. Can you fathom mm. that? Okay, next step in our podcast, what's making us happy besides this curry in food this week? I have had my first grapefruit of the season, a little <laughs> late in the season, and it's making me very happy. And I, I have to, and I look forward to citrus season in the winter well, here then, in the northern well, hemisphere. Here's what happened: for years, I couldn't eat them because my statins for cholesterol did. Oh you God. can't. But my doctor changed my statin. In my day, we didn't worry about statins. Well, and now I'm on one that doesn't isn't affected by grapefruit, so I'm back to eating grapefruits and. It's a little disgusting because I dissect them. You do. First, I, I, have, pe- to t- I have to avert my First, eyes. First, I peel it. Then I use a paring knife to scrape all the white pith off of that orb of peeled grapefruit. Oh then I separate gosh. them and I use the same he paring knife supreme. to peel all the membranes off and I pick off the supremes, just that pulp sack mass yeah. that makes <laughs> and I have I to avert them. my eyes because it's too much like anatomy <laughs> and mm. I can't deal with it I and I just them. eat the white pulp and all and <laughs> I don't really get this whole thing but okay whatever um <laughs> Yeah, grapefruits are amazing. And citrus season is always a big time in our house because we are so thrilled when clementines come in fresh and miniolas and Mm. what are those, honey honey bells? Honey bells and sumos are my one favorite. We're always thrilled when all that comes into the supermarkets and we start eating citrus like crazy. Okay, what's making me happy in food this week is very different from all of that. It's something that Bruce makes, oh gosh, I would almost say twice a month at this point because I ask for it so much. It is a Korean stew called kimchi jjigae. And I'm probably pronouncing it all wrong. I'm sure jjigae or jjigae is not the way you say it. It's kimchi and then J-J-I-G-A-E in English. I'm sure kimchi is probably not pronounced yeah, I'm correctly sure it's not either. either. What it is is a stew traditionally made with a fatty cut of pork. It's got a ton of kimchi in it, a ton of onions, and then it's got Korean spice paste and ground Korean chilies. And you just let this simmer with tofu forever on the stove. It, to me, is sour and hot and spicy. It's one of my absolute favorite things. And actually, to be completely inauthentic, Bruce has started making it with fatty cuts of beef like oxtail and cross-cut short ribs. And we actually both like it better with beef. Isn't that funny? I do. And those cross-cut short ribs are called flonkin. Yeah. And I actually, if I'm doing it with flonkin or with uh, oxtails, I put those in the pressure cooker in the instant pot first and I let the meat get all tender and then I strain and defat the liquid and that ends up being the liquid that goes into the kimchi jjigae to make it a little more semi-authentic I add some dashi powder which oh. gives it an anchovy base very and, uh, inauthentic yeah. right now you suddenly Japanese. made it Portuguese or Japanese mm. or something anyway it doesn't matter who cares it's, about authenticity it, when it's delicious yeah who cares about it when it's because it, 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 delicious you can check out a million recipes for this on Instagram Reels or on TikTok just look up you know kimchi pork 
Koreans do, and you'll see it, kimchi jjigae. And it is so tasty. I ask for it constantly, particularly in the winter, because it's such comfort food. Okay, that's our podcast. We have a newsletter. You should know about that, maybe. It's found on our website, cookingwithbruceandmark.com, or just bruceandmark.com if you don't want to type all that. I'm lazy, too. Um, you can find it there. We will send you a newsletter about twice a month. It has nothing to do usually with the content of this podcast, although this recipe for curry may appear in that newsletter. It generally has nothing to do with what's on this podcast. It's something separate from our own lives. Uh, we do not capture your name, nor do I allow anyone else to capture it, so you can subscribe and unsubscribe at will, and we would be glad to send out our free, new, free ad-free newsletter. Every week we tell you what's making us happy in food. Please tell us what's making you happy in food this week at our Facebook page, Cooking with Bruce and Mark. We would love to know what you're eating and what's making you happy. And we would love to have you back to listen to another episode of Cooking with Bruce and Mark. So subscribe and you won't miss an episode.